Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It is the Bet Online Salute Detroit podcast. We got a full cast here coming off of airplanes, traveling 17 miles, and taking one o'clock flights in from Boulder. They enjoyed the game. It is the Bet Online Salute Detroit podcast. Another victory, but it wasn't a victory. Let's go around the horn. Let's let's <laughs> let's introduce the staff. We got the man, the myth, the legend. I called you a centurion, Ryan. It's not a centurion. It's a centaur. I meant to call you a centaur. centaur. I apologize. A centaur. Come there on, Jamal. Yeah. No, I was I was well, asleep I behind the wheel there. I'll, I'll take responsibility <laughs> uh, for that. It's apologies the to our viewers. It's the centaur, the myth, the CEO, Ryan Dirud. How are you doing, Ryan, after that long drive? Well, sub. I thought we ch- changed it to Minotaur anyway. So, oh, uh, Minotaur. Oh, I apologize, Minotaur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long Minotaur as it's not Rome a Harry House. Potter Dementor, I think it's, it's all good. <laughs> oh yeah. What are the ones from uh, the line of Wits and Rotor? anyway, uh, but no, I'm good. Tired. Uh, we got a not to bore you guys a story, but ended up in heavy rains all through Utah all through the night, mm-hmm. which makes it much more fun to drive at three in the morning after you haven't slept in the rain, and then. I finally daylight my wife like will not drive in the dark. So finally daylight hits. So I can like, okay, I'm going to go sleep in the back with Mia and then she can drive. And we're in the middle. So when you drive the, we're on the 15 now and there's a little section when Utah, you cross into Arizona for like 15 miles and you get into Nevada. Those 15 miles is basically Canyon land with no service. It's just like all these canyons. Of course, she gets a flat tire in the middle of nowhere. No. So no. here we are. I had just uh, like literally probably three minutes into her driving. There's no shoulder. So I'm literally like fully exposed on the highway at 6 a.m. trying to change this tire. But I'm good. We're here. We're back in Pasadena. We're talking USC football. So life is good. Wow. Round of oh, applause. Yeah. Round of applause. We made it. For sure. We made it. I That's changed the tire. Nice. I was proud. I hadn't changed the tire in a long time. So I was uh, impressed with myself. Yeah. I hate those. Still got those it. Fact- I hate those factory, uh, those factory jacks. So much work. Terrible. I, I, I hate the factory jacks. We got our world class athlete, the queen of LAFD. I thought they were talking about you, Jamal. I mean, no, world class athlete. What? Our, <laughs> our one AM traveler made it to Ann Arbor. Back to Ann Arbor. She was on the live show yesterday, traveling all night. Made it back to Ann Arbor at one AM. Candace Davis Price, how are you doing this fine Monday? I will have to echo Ryan. You won't get me complaining too much about being tired, but as I finally started to sit down, it started to settle on me. So I left Michigan at 4.30 a.m. on Saturday. I returned back to Michigan at 12 midnight in the same day. So to try and put things in perspective, I pretty much went back to the future. There you go. And actually, actually, Back to the Future happens on my exact birth date. So it was just like, did this just happen? But it it was so worth it. I came to football practice today and they're like, coach, you this, this, this. And it it was a a great energy to bring back. So, and I, wait, Candace, when is your birthday? When is your birthday? October 26th. That's my birthday. No. That's my birthday. It's October 26th. Wow. Then you're back to the future too. And we, have Ken, and, we, and we have and we have and we have Candace twin, Jamal the Madman Maggie. <laughs> you're like the better, you're like the I'm the, the jock, you're the brains. There we go. There All this is. makes sense. Wait, are you guys the same there year too? The same year? 85? Candace, what what, what, what year? I'm 84. Oh, okay. You're lying. Oh. 
84. Yeah. That's why when you said, because I knew that the Back a, to the Future date was my birthday. So then when you said that, I was like, hold on. What, what, when's your birthday? Uh, look at the look at the connections you're making, Al. There it is. There I it is. Jamal, this is all you guys. You, and it you, falls on a Thursday, so we might be on here. Yeah, exactly. And we have the man with a... And we have a man with a thousand degrees and the brains of the world-class athlete, Jamal Madman Maggie. How are you feeling today, Jamal? <laughs> Doing well, coach. I, you know, I found out I have a long lost sister just uh, 60 seconds ago and, uh, you know, couldn't be better. I, uh, excited to be back here and, and talk about what a great experience we had. And, and coach, you know, before we, we sort of jump into it, just want to say how much we missed you. Uh, it was it was the three of us, but it, it felt incomplete without you there. So just know that you were you were very missed and, and you were there and um, we had a great time. But, uh, you know, next time it's got to be the whole puzzle has to has to be there together. Definitely. Definitely. It was just yes. just didn't work out. Yeah. But next time we'll make it work for sure. So let's jump into it. The tale of two halves. The tale of two halves. First half was amazing. I will say this. Caleb Williams is still amazing. Caleb Williams is on a Heisman Trophy race. Anybody who disagrees is out of their mind. We have people talking about on their sports show who never played any type of sports at all who said, this dude is head and feet above everybody he's ever seen. The clip I sent you earlier from with Cameron, uh, Candice. So mm-hmm. it's like, Cameron? yeah, that's Cameron from It Is What It Is, his podcast. But it it, man, this dude is so good. The first half is what we wanted to see and what we expect to see. The second half is what we hate to see. And that is the problem with the Trojans. And and like I said yesterday, they have a finish problem. Like I told when I first got to SC, they gave us two shirts. We got one shirt that says rule number one. And we're supposed to wear that around everywhere. Always protect the team. That's Coach Carroll's number one rule. Our very first workout shirt as a freshman at USC got a shirt that says finish on the front and the back. No matter what you do, because he's finished, no matter the first three quarters, it doesn't matter. But what happens in that fourth quarter is everything that matters. You just have to finish. And then watching the Jets in the Kansas City Chiefs game yesterday, another thing Coach Carroll used to always preach on is better teams play better for longer periods of time, right? And when I say better teams play better for longer periods of time, and it has to be explained to you, it's not, oh, they played better for us for two minutes. It's that one period of time when the game is on the line, who's going to play better, right? And they're not being the better team for those periods of times when it matters. And it's relevant, and you start to see it. I will say this. It's not the players, and I cannot blame the players for this. At this point, it's a Riley issue. And on defense, it's an Alex Grinch issue. It's not the players. I, I am impressed athletically. Mason Cobb, I've been, hey, Mason Cobb's a guy. Mason Cobb's a guy. Mason Cobb's a guy. America, number 13, Mason Cobb. Like, I, I was impressed with the game he played. Was he a little rusty and you could tell he only played three games? Yes. That's fine. Let him get in game shape. Let him get in stride. Let the game slow down for him. America, Mason Cobb, right? I was disappointed because they just pulled Marshawn Lloyd. Like, Marshawn Lloyd was playing football. He was legit. He needed his touches. And then all of a sudden, they go to Austin Jones. I have nothing against Austin Jones. Nothing at all. But Marshawn Lloyd was better on Saturday. 100%. I do think Lincoln Riley 
took his foot off the gas pedal on Saturday. Looking back at the game, excuse me, looking back at the game, he took his foot off the gas pedal, and then you saw it in the players. Once he took his foot off the gas pedal, you look up, and you're down 10 points. You look up. They're onside kicking the ball, and you have to recover onside kick, and you get out of that game free. It's a culture problem. I love Lincoln Riley, but to echo Candace, he's a little too cool. Like, he, he needs some relentless in him, just a little bit, because it's starting to show, and it's a, it's a little frustrating. I don't think the roster at SC is bad. I don't, man. I think it's one of the best rosters in the nation. At this point, I right now, I can't, me personally, in all my experience of playing and coaching, I cannot blame the players at this point. It is a coaching issue. Saturday was a coaching issue, and it showed up again. I don't know what they could do to fix it. I'm not in that locker room. I'm not on the practice field. I'm not in meetings. But it needs to be fixed, and it needs to be fixed before November because when they go through that grinder, man, those mistakes are going to cause you to lose three straight games. So I, I, I just – I'm a little disappointed in the coaching. Those players played their ass off, man. Those players played, and they came and they they came and they showed that they were better than Colorado. They came and showed that they're. But once the coach takes their foot off the gas, the players the players are always a reflection of the coach, man. So that's where I am. What did you say? What did you say? Players are a reflection of the coach. I know. No, it's not your turn yet. Don't start. We're done with Colorado. We're done with them. I'm gonna go to Ryan. Ryan, what's your opinion of Saturday? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it didn't feel like a a good win. A win's a win. You're 5 and 0, great. You're still top 10 in the nation. Um, you know, there's there's still time to fix things, I guess. As you said, Caleb's amazing and and Caleb even missed some throws. I mean, Caleb could have had seven touchdowns if he if he Dorian missed, Springer doesn't, doesn't miss Dorian Singer early and he even missed Springer, one down sorry. the left sideline uh later in the game. So, um, you know, as great as he played, he even missed a couple. Uh, if we're going to be overcritical, but oh, he could have had eight because when he uh underthrew to Mario Williams, if he would have set his feet and hit Mario Williams, he was down the sideline. Oh, the untouched. pick, yeah. Oh, he's wide open. Yeah, yeah. his one yeah. interception. He actually had the guy wide open. So, um, I more so want to ask because I mean, you know, we could sit here and be, you know, we're going to be critical as we should, but we could sit here and and be doom and gloom and negative. But we'll get positive. We'll get positive. Let's just talk about your recap of the game, and then when we come back around, we're going to talk the positive. Well, yeah, and, and this is what I mean. I want to ask you this in terms of the negative. So. Um, and this is just, I'm relaying information and then based on what I saw, and I'm curious your thoughts based on being a coach and a player. Like I don't, yeah, I played in high school, but I don't consider myself a, an athlete. So, you know, I tried, I, I was out there, but I did what I can. But so after the game, Bryson Shaw, who had a pretty bad game, you know, gave up obviously that last touchdown on that fourth and five missing, uh, Max, uh, Williams, who ended up not playing being injured. I think that was a big loss for them on the back end there. But he said in his pre- in the press conference afterwards, like it's the most animated I've seen a player. Like he was pissed at the way they played. And he said again, I'm relaying the information, but I want to ask you with a question. He's sitting there saying, like, it's not Grinch. We're in the right positions. We're letting him down. We're failing our coaches. We're not doing it. Now, I'm not saying I agree, but when you look at some of these big plays, what kills this defense is the inconsistency. They have like first and second down moments. And then they give up these big gash plays. And a lot of these big gash plays are eight yard out routes or six yard stop routes. Damani Jackson like jumps the wrong way for the tackle. And the guy goes for six to seven yards. You have these guys are just, their pursuit angles are bad. 
18 missed tackles. And so it's, it's not even like these guys are just wide open. It's this, and we'll get into the scheme or whatever. So my question for you, Ro, is when you hear a player say that and you see plays where guys are blanketed, I mean, it wasn't like they were wide open. They were on them. They just missed the tackles, had a bad pursuit angle or what. How do you fix that? Is it, is it purely discipline? Is it, cause I mean, you learn tackling in high school. Like it, at this point, you shouldn't be teaching tackling in practice. Like, wrap up and tackle the guy. What are we doing here? Numbers. Numbers. On that play, when that dude went up the sideline, yeah. there was three Colorado players over there and one SC player. And that's what you I wanted have, to get to later. But, yeah. You have you have three you have three SC players over there. One missed tackle doesn't turn into a big play like that. The numbers are off. It's yep. numbers. And I, I do want – I wanted to comment on that because I saw you tweeted that. And I understand that your coach and this and that, bro, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You're not being put in a good position possible. Let me tell you something. On that last touchdown, when they caught the post and Kalen Bullock was going over the top to help number 14, there was nobody covering the slot. Nobody. There wasn't a linebacker over him. There was. They wanted the safety to come off the other hash to take care of the slot. Never in two by two do you have the safety come off the other half to take care of the slot. Never. Never. And there was, if I can cut in, me and Jamal were in the, I think Candace, you were down doing something, talking to all your people down. There would be there was a in the I think it was a fourth quarter, it was a third down Jamal, where and this is and Colorado had like so many mistakes and coaching errors on their own, but there was a third down. They had three guys split to the right. SC only had two defenders over there yeah. and, and Shadur, they, they called a run play. All he had to do was check it to like do an audible and like he had a wide open guys. So there's instances with just numbers. It's like, what are you doing? There's, there's no numbers. one covering over there. Which is weird because, <coughs> excuse me, I got allergies. I'm uh, So you guys have to bear with me. Excuse me. Um, It's weird because Lincoln Riley counts numbers. His OHOF, it's a system. It's predicated on counting numbers. How many do I have in the box? Six, we're running. I mean, sorry, five, we're running. Oh, it's too high, we're running. Oh, there's six in the box. We need to find the pass option. Your offensive coordinator, your head coach is all predicated on numbers. And you constantly, constantly put these numbers out here that make no sense. It's numbers. They're not, man, they're not being put in a position to win the game. <laughs> they're just not. And that's my and at this point, it's not my opinion. I've seen enough to where it's like, dude, this that just doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Let's not hog all the time. Uh, let me flip a coin because both of these are gonna be good. Let's see. We'll go ladies first. We'll go with the queen of LAFB. Can we get Ryan? Where you I'm sorry, Ryan, were you done? I didn't mean to Yeah, okay. that was my question. So yeah, I can I get you? I want to go before Jamal, please, because he uses a lot of words that can I get can I get your opinion of USC performance on Saturday? This USC USC's performance on Saturday. So I do want to preface this with when I talk about any other athletes or any other opponents, I want to make it very clear for anyone that's listening. I went to USC, they came to Michigan to recruit me. Right. They had plenty of talent in SoCal and I ran and earned a scholarship. I am indebted to that university in my mind. Like I grew up there. I learned a lot. I got a, a real fancy degree for a zero price tag, you know. 
So I want to take, I want to put that out there before people try and come for me. I am an athlete and my sport, you know, I've been number one in the world. I've been number 25 in the world. Sometimes you lose to great talent that's just as good as you. And that's just what it is. And can I cut you off, Candace? Candace, can I cut you off? My freshman year was the all comers meet, the very first one of the season. Like Claremont? No, it was at SC. It's when all the Cal State and you ran the hurdles. And I believe you ran like maybe 10, six. Does that sound about right? No, that would be like I have the world record, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, all right. Put it in 40 terms. 10, six. Terms. 10 right, six, you probably, two. You probably ran like a you probably ran like a four four because this was early yeah, in the season. That's accurate. You probably that's ran accurate. like a four four. Okay. You ran that's a four four. Maybe like a 13 two, which would be rough. That would be good at that time. You ran a four four. At that time, it was the fastest time in the nation. And it was like your second track meet. Mm -hmm. I remember that to this day. They was like, Candace Davis just ran the fastest time in the nation. And you just screamed. I'm like, and everybody like the track people was like, damn, she's not even in shape yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I just want to let you know, I, I remember that day. That, that was crazy. Cred. So yeah. I, I, I just wanted to, to kind of lay some groundwork when I am, you know, who run for someone that's not USC. It's only because I see the whole picture of athletics. Right. So my, Thoughts on USC. First of all, your boy Caleb is nice. I'm most impressed with how smooth he is, how he doesn't get rattled. He's got nice footwork. You don't even got to know QB terms like your boy Cameron was pretty much like, that is nice. <laughs> and in the press conference, Prime was like, he, he was joyful about praising him and his skill and how he was going to develop and how he could walk on an NFL team right now. And that felt real good. That felt real good. And I and we had great quarterbacks when I was there, but never nobody was praising him. It was kind of like the Reggie Bush show. So I enjoyed that. Um, the, the defense looked confused and I don't do read schemes and X's and O's, but I can see enough from the press box when I see them switching and moving and calling. I'm kind of like, dang. And I feel for them as an athlete because I'm like, you keep bringing it back to the coaches. You're entrusting to your coach. And that's probably confusing. So we talk about what's going on with social media with them. There's a lot of tension, which make which making it difficult to just keep it real simple with playing football. Um, and athleticism wise, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought that I thought that Deion's crew looked real nice. Um, I think that they are true athletes. And when I looked at USC, I looked at high performance athletes. You could tell there was a there was a um, fine line. Yes. Of uh, yeah. Yep. I. You know what? I can't even argue with you on that. There's natural talent. And then there's 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 you, manufactured can you, talent. Can you define like for those that don't know like what the difference is of that? Mm. So you got people that are like a great example, and not saying that they're this, but um, people that are going to Planet Fitness might be like Colorado, which isn't bad. It's like a lot of effort, and you got to do more effort there. There's not like a personal trainer, and then you got USC, who's probably like like a Equinox type Equinox, of gym, yeah. right? <laughs> You know what I mean? And the idea of that it's it's refined, it's high performance, but the resources are there. Everything is real fine tuned, real regal experience for working out. But don't get it twisted. If I can only afford nine ninety nine at Planet Fitness, when I get my chance to get into Equinox, it's gonna be a problem, right? So you you could see that, and I could recognize that as an athlete. I mean, you had Taylor Mays out there warming up the guys. That was one. You know, he's an elite guy. 
So, um, but overall, I was I was very excited to be in the building, to be in the stadium, to see USC and Caleb Williams. Um, I had a little moment where I, I met who what I thought was I didn't know it was his father apparently, and uh, we had a nice candid conversation. And yeah, I'm gonna maybe get him on the show because I was like, "Oh, Caleb, oh, you're his dad. Okay, nice to meet you. <laughs> Your son is growing on me. I come from Matt Liner and Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll, so this is this is a little rip the band. Did you off. did you rep the podcast? Did you rep the cast? Like, did you? Oh rep yeah, the and then oh, yeah, yeah, and then I, when I got back up, I think it's I think he got uh, Caleb got sacked. I was like, probably not a good time. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure I'll run into him. So overall, um, I, I give him three stars out of five. Class, 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 please get your pencil and papers out. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, get your thesaurus, please. <laughs> well, so, you know, translate. Uh, well, well sure, Coach, sure. Uh, you know, as, as the third uh, SC alum on this show, uh, certainly not high performance athlete. I, I would probably have to work out for three years to make it to planet fitness. So let me just make that abundantly clear. Uh, you know, my impressions coach of the game, it, it, it was disappointing. Let's, let's not sort of, uh, get that, uh, convoluted, but really five takeaways for me for this game. The first is, as you alluded to Fred is, is the defense. And when you, we're, we're going to get into it much deeper, but just if you look at it overall, if you look at it holistically, 564 yards they gave up, 32 first downs. They lost the time of possession battle. They lost the third down efficiency battle. I mean, when you look at this game and you see statistically Colorado outplayed this team and why that is more significant, because I think this mean this one game, I think, is a greater barometer. It means more for the USC schedule than the games previously. Because if you look at the first four games of USC's schedule, Fred, those four teams currently, when you look at San Jose State and Nevada and Stanford and Arizona State, are a combined three and 19. Okay, so there's no, there was no test the first month of the season. This is the first time they go up against a, a halfway decent team, a team that's going to be projected this year to probably be at six or seven wins, and they got absolutely shredded. So that's the first concern. Second, the takeaway for me, I won't spend too much time on I thought Mason Cobb was absolutely phenomenal, Fred, as you alluded to. He was terrific, the bell cow. I think if he can serve as that security blanket behind that front four, behind Bear and Jameel and Solomon and Romello, I think there's the potential then. You have the, the groundwork to sort of change the scheme or do some things more than you have been. Because as... For whatever reason, Shane Lee just hasn't gotten into the rotation because it's so erratic. Gentry is struggling with injuries the last 12 months. He just doesn't feel like himself. And Tack Curtis is a good player, but I think Tack Curtis struggles against more athletic backfields. And so I think Mason Cobb being where he is, I think, is a huge addition. Third, obviously, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on this, but Caleb was sublime in, in this game at one point having six incompletions and six touchdown passes in the game. It was just, there was a level difference there between him and Shadour, even though statistically by the end of the game, they were about the same in terms of total yards, the same just about in terms of total touchdowns. There was a level difference between Caleb's poise, his ability to stack plays, his ability to read defenses. Shadour had happy feet at times, and that sort of led to the initial lead. My last two points, Fred, in this game, I think are a little bit more nuanced. The first you brought up, Marshawn Lloyd. 
at 48 to 21, SC up 27 at that point. Marshawn Lloyd at that point in the game had 11 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. And that first touchdown was just spectacular. SC ran 11 plays when they were up 48-21 till the end of the game. Forget the four kneel downs at the very end. 11 plays, seven throws, four runs. And the four runs were split between Marshawn and Austin Jones. Austin Jones actually got more touches than Marshawn. Marshawn only had one carry for two yards in the final 17 minutes of that game. When you're talking about a guy who, for my money, is the most talented back I have seen out of USC since Reggie Bush and Lendale White. I don't think there has been a running back as good as Marshawn Lloyd since Bush and White to only give him one carry to close this game out, I think is a real problem. And I use the analogy of Caleb Williams is USC's LeBron James, their ultimate facilitator upon which all strategy is built. He's orchestrating the offense. Marshawn Lloyd has to be your Kobe Bryant. He has to be your closer. And and if you're not going to let Marshawn Lloyd be your closer, you're opening yourself up for blowing bigger leads. And my last point, Fred, and I think this is one that's not getting a lot of attention, is for as good and deep as the wide receivers are, when you need it, they can't get separation. Rice and Todd Washington, when you have to have it in man-to-man, they can't separate. This, is, it, it, this time last year, you had Jordan Addison and every time you needed it, he was able to get separation in any big play. And this is sort of the difference. There was a moment there, middle of the fourth quarter, that third and five. Caleb's looking down the sideline. Taj Washington, there was no window. Washington couldn't get any separation. After Colorado turned it over on downs, there was that inside slant with Rice, second and nine on the 17. Couldn't get any separation. Incomplete. They end up missing the field goal. So I think this is going to be a little bit of a problem. They got a lot of dudes. They're very deep. But when you have to have it, those guys are not getting separation. It's a difference this year from last year. When your wide receiver one was a bona fide NFL first-round pick versus when your wide receiver one is a borderline day three prospect. And I think that level difference is also going to matter, which is why I think you need to give Marshawn Lloyd the ball more down the stretch. So for me, I know we're going to get into the defense. Caleb is Caleb. Cobb's emergence, I think, was terrific. But I think the lack of play calling to close the game with Lloyd and an understanding that this isn't last year's receiving core now is going to have to play a role in the Lincoln Riley's thinking moving forward. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, just because off the and off the um, receiving point and and me and Jamal kept saying this like and it goes to the play calling, too. And if you're going to pass the ball, the thing that was like just kind of so surprising to me is. You know, and this isn't against anything Jamal said, but Colorado was not playing any safeties high all second half. They were playing coastline of scrimmage. You have Brennan Rice, Todd, all these guys that can burn guys down the middle, and they were not like pushing that that play call. And so when you look at the play calling, it's like, okay, either run the ball with Marshall Lloyd to ice it, or you literally have a one-on-one matchup with Brennan Rice and no safety, no safety help over the top. Like just cut him loose and go and end it. Like that's a seven yard touchdown every time. So, so just to piggyback on that, like it's, there wasn't that separation, but then there also wasn't the play call to kind of give them the opportunity to prove that separation. But Ryan, I don't know if he's that guy. I don't know if he's got the the earlier touchdowns in the game. You know, the one that everyone remembers, obviously is the Taj Washington. That was a spectacular touchdown, but that was Caleb. Caleb had 11 seconds in the pocket 
and was buying time, buying time. That was a total zone bust where they just sort of completely lost contain. There wasn't anyone between 15 yards of Taj. Same thing with the Brendan Rice two touchdowns. One was an inside slant in the red zone. No one touched him. And then it was just that flip and he made a move on a guy. Rice and Washington have been phenomenal this season in terms of catching touchdowns. But a lot of it has just been finding soft spots and zones. When you actually go bump and run on these guys and you're sitting six yards off the line of scrimmage and you're getting contact with them, they are having a hard time separating. This is a different class of receiver than what Jordan Addison was. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I will, I will, I will say this. I think that Lincoln Riley takes his foot off the gas. And when he takes it, he goes from 100 to 15 miles per hour. And you can't do that. That's the best example I could give you. He goes from like 100 and and then all of a sudden he's like, all right, we're up. And he goes to 15 miles per hour and he starts to get cute and he tries to get creative and his play calling just completely changes. And the next thing you know, he looks up and he's in a game and then now he's scrambling compared to staying 100 all until seven minutes in the fourth quarter where even if they do score points, there's no way they're going to come back from a lead like that. They should have put 65 on them. They should have put not just because not not because it was Colorado and not because of the whole prime thing, no matter who it was. If this was SC and Oregon in that situation, SC and Washington in that situation, they need to get used to running up the score and keeping their foot on their throat. I think that's the thing that changed too. Jamal, another thing is I think they also run a lot of drop eight and start to move coverages on them. So I need to go and look. I think drop eight, drop eight is the how mummy tree biggest kryptonite. If you want to get to how mummy guys, drop mm-hmm. eight on them. <laughs> drop eight and they all the windows closed. So maybe I, I that's what I'm thinking. That's what I want to see. Before we move on, I want to let you guys know Solution is brought to you by Bet Online. That's where you get all your live up-to-date odds. Better all your local sports, football, college football. Guess what's starting? Hockey, basketball, and it's also MLB playoff time. It's almost time for the fall classic. So if you want to get your bet in, start working on your Christmas money and build your next day, go to betterline.ag. That's betterline.ag. If you use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, we will give you a 50% welcome bonus. Betterline, where the game starts. Okay, so, Candice, you had a question. Go ahead. Do you remember? I do so you don't believe uh the missing defensive players for Colorado have any any factor? No. So if they No. It would it would it would have okay, let me Travis ask you this question. Hunter in the game, Sanders in the game. Let me ask you this question. Okay, you put Travis Hunter in the game, right? Mm-hmm. How do you stop Taz Washington? I'm asking you, you're the coach. I'm just I saying, I, I'm just saying, right? Brandon Rice and Taj Washington both had a big first half. So how do you stop Taj Washington with one guy? Okay, you take, I you mean, put, you put. There's not I, one guy, but we don't no, have to listen, talk but Just listen to what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. You put Travis Hunter on Taj Washington. How do you stop Brandon Rice? You got to pick one. Shiloh's a safety. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> you got to, you got to pick you one. Pick the stats last time Travis Hunter was playing, averaged about 100, 100 snaps, sixty on offense, fifty on defense. Really? What he brings, but go ahead. What he would have been a problem on offense. I'll say that he would have been a problem. Yeah. Over I here. He would have been a problem on offense. Big but big I'm problem. Just just what? It's the energy. It's like Jordan or Kobe. Whenever they step on the court, they make everyone around them better. And it raises their game up. 
So when you have a guy like that, yeah, he's one guy, but he makes the other 10 guys run to the ball harder. You know, he holds them accountable. They want to play harder because their comrade is back. He's a he's a general on the field. Level yeah. up. So yes, I think he had I think things change. I'm not taking away from the defense. I think that if Travis Hunter's out there with that scattered defense, we're more concerned because Travis Travis Hunter is a dynamic player that fortunately we won't have to see in any more games. But had we had to see him in this game, everything that you're talking about. That's lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what up, BP? What up? Yeah. BP. <laughs> But Fred, I mean, I think the point there, Candace brings up a, a great one. You know, they were down three starters in the secondary. So it was, it was Hunter, their other cover corner and their safety. I actually don't think Todd Washington really had a big game. I think he had a big play. And if you take that one play away, he had 35 half. yards receiving. I mean, outside of the one bust, right? Yeah, so like, it wasn't like Todd Washington was killing uh, Colorado the whole game and just dominating left and right. It was it was one bust. No, I and then a half, a half, only a half. Okay, and so it was, but it, it wasn't like he was killing them the rest of the half either. I mean, it was one play and yeah, one sixteen though, Jamal. Like seventy one on one play, seventy two on one play. You know, I, I, forty the rest of the game. You know, it wasn't like he was just killing it. Rice was was phenomenal, five for eighty three. I think sometimes we get a little bit lost that they score. I, I think the touchdowns makes it feels like it's a bigger game, like five for 83. It's a good game. Okay. I mean, five for 83 and one guy goes for 71. You know, they had their moments. I don't know if they were sort of dominating. And if you put a Travis Hunter in that game, he's locking one of them up. The and then, you know, you're sort of shading yeah. to the other side on the other, and then it becomes problematic. Right. So I, it, it did matter. I mean, I, I think it's hard to say that, uh, this team, you know, won this game. I mean, they had they were down three in the secondary out of their four. And, and yeah, no Zach Grant either, though. Let's just say that no Zach Grant. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> and to your point, does yeah their most our most dynamic player was not playing either. We got does Riley come off the gas if those players are in the game? If you got Sanders up against Caleb with potential interceptions and changing the m- momentum, which he has done, you got Travis Hunter coming back and forth. You know. Does that that changes a that changes a lot, and in my mind, easy turbo. I, I, he has one interception, one touchdown. That was against Colorado State. He's <laughs> hold on, hold I'm on. This that a lot of the concerns that we have, and you are you've been very clear up until Colorado. Oh, they're gonna you know run a score up. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be that. Like they, they should have, right? They they, sh- they seemed to buy it, and part of me felt like Prime was like, if we get it done without them, even better. I know I can get it done with Hunter Sanders and his other guy in the game. And he chose, like he said, he's like, look, I'm thinking of your best interest. And so I don't know. All I'm saying is, is the concerns that you have with the defense for sure, flat out. But what comes, what happens when you have versatile players like a Travis Hunter, like a Shador, like a uh, Shiloh Sanders, that's a real concern because you didn't have guys like that out there. And they was looking like. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Did Shiloh Sanders play against Oregon? I don't. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> but then, but then, Fred, your argument there is that Oregon's just a significantly better team than USC. I can't. Not, you're not saying. No, that. no. That's hold what on. You're saying. Okay. That's not so what I'm saying. Because Oregon with those analogies. Oregon, Oregon was definitely, definitely fourteen to six at halftime against Stanford. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a weird weekend for everybody. Now Washington was struggling against Arizona. Like, all, <laughs> but we're well. All we're saying 
is that home field advantage means a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure, basically. For sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, so. I'm can I, can I can I ask a question for each person? Go ahead. Each person. So, and I said this pre-show, but what do you want to see? Unless you want to go to the the chart first, Fred, then you can take over. But I was just saying that's what, what I want to see improve. So, you do you want me to answer first? <laughs> yeah, you go first. So like, let's let's take it back to SC. Like, what do we want to see actually improve now moving forward? You know, we got Arizona this week, and then we get into the teeth of the schedule. So stuff's got to change. So what do we want to see improve? All right. This is what I want to see improve, right? So this is SC's base defense. This is a right? cool they program, use, whatever this is, by the way. They use two stand-up ends. I can't say the name because I don't know if it's copyrighted or not. I don't want to get in trouble. So <laughs> smart. smart. Uh so this, they use two high safeties. They have extra DB. I call it a rover. So they have a rover. They have a line. They walk their linebacker out. And this is normally Tackett Curtis. So Jamal, when you say Tackett Curtis struggles, that's because Alex Grinch puts him out in space. He's not a space player, right? Yep. So that that is what I'm talking about. Not putting your players in the best position possible, right? This is the linebacker. This is mostly Mason Cobb. They normally play their DBs five yards off. I have seen them pressed up and they play their safeties too high. Here's my opinion. In today's game, there is no reason to play too high safeties. And this is the reason why. I don't care what you say. No matter what, you need to stop the run first, right? So if we were to count one, two, three, four, five, right? One, two, three, four, five in the box. There is officially a hat for a hat. You get what I'm saying? <clears throat> there is a hat for a hat. This right here is just basic inside zone. Inside zone hits every single time. Unless this guy, then let's just say everybody's a Jimmy, everybody's a Joe, everybody is good. This is good on good. This guy, this left guard, deuces up on this three tech, this defensive tackle, and goes and cuts the running back off. Everybody's blocked. He's sealed. He's sealed. It's off to the races. They rely on this guy to fold back and make tackles. They rely on him to fold back and make tackles. I may have the lineman a little bit wrong. He may be a little bit closer, like into here. But at the end of the day, if this say, say he feels this and here's the problem, he feels this, who has this gap right here, right? Say he's a little late and he sees that and he shoots that gap. Who has this gap right here? He's deuce. Who has this gap right here? That is the problem. Now, here's the question. Everybody asks, well, you complain about it. How do you fix it? I can simply fix it just like this. I take this guy and I hide him. I protect him with the defensive end behind the three tech, right? I take this guy and I protect him right here behind the nose. I take I now take this guy and I put him here. I put on my inside technique, right? I take this guy, I slide him out, put him inside technique. I take this guy who is Kalen Bullock. He is now playing center field. Watch this. Jamal, Ryan, how much better does Kalen Bullock become? What happens to his draft stock if I tell him, hey, bro, you just play center field. You only have quarterback intentions, and you go get the ball. How much better does Kalen Bullock get just like that? Now, let's count it. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. This guy now, and it's going to take a lot of work to move the lines, but ideally – you can no longer do something seal. Even if you do do something seal, who's going to block this guy, right? Even if you want to work it this way, who's going to block this guy? There's always one guy. Everybody now has a gap. 
Another problem that they have is they take these guys at times and they slant them on the inside and they make this guy and this guy, when it's the linebacker, play the edge. Well, what happens when you run RPO, right? So everybody asks when I show them this defense. Well, how, what happens when you run RPO? Guess what? I got a guy right here in the RPO lane. I got a guy right here in the RPO lane. What are their steps? Hop on your feet, and I'm sitting right here. So you ask, what do you do coverage-wise, right? They run what is called match technique. This is something that Nick Saban does, right? <clears throat> you have everything vertical and out. If he runs a vertical route, you are now in trail technique because you have help over the top. This guy, you have everything vertical and out. If you now, if you go vertical, you play trail technique. You have vertical and out. Guess what? I am not moving this guy here. That's the one thing that I will say. I'm now moving him right here. So it doesn't matter. If we're in man, cover three, no matter what, I'm showing the same coverage. You have everything vertical and out. You have everything vertical and out. 100%. If he goes vertical, I am playing a bell technique where I am over his top shoulder and I do not let him get on top of me. No matter what. Now, let's count the numbers in pass coverage. One, two, three, four, five. There are four receivers. I have the numbers. I now have the numbers in the box. I now have the numbers in pass coverage. The play that got out, this guy ran a bubble. Let me show you because I can't go to draw routes. The play that got out, this guy ran a bubble. I could get this thing to work. Hold on. Work with me here. I'm still. Hey, I'm impressed. This me. is good. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This, this is draw routes. There it is. Sorry. This guy ran a bubble, which means this guy has to choose whether to block. What is his rules? He has everything vertical and out, right? Who is he going to block? You're going to block him? Guess what? I'm now going to go attack this. Bam. The key is, and we're getting really deep now, most likely this guy is going to block, which is called a zero route, which these two can now switch, which means he can now jump the bubble and take, protect the outside and force it back to, guess what, the inside of his guys. Just like that. That means this route on Saturday doesn't get out. The only way this route gets out is there's two mixed tackles because I got a guy for a guy. Everywhere you look on this field, I got a guy for a guy. If we go back to Alex Grinch's technique and style, the way he does things, and you start to count and look, he does not have a guy for a guy. We're going to walk the guy here. We're going to put the guy flat out here. We're going to walk this guy out. And we're going to put this guy here. Don't have a guy for a guy. And the reason why I say that is because if you run any type of RPO, this guy has to read read because he has any anything that comes outside because they slant these guys. This guy has to reread. So if you make this guy do this, right, he does this, and he pops up and throws this bubble, I now have two on one. I don't have the numbers. Same thing over here. You got, You make this guy do this. Right, he pops up and throws the bubble. I now have two on one. I don't have the numbers. If we go back to what I do, right? Your job is vertical and out. Everything you do, vertical and out, no matter what. I don't need you on the run because I have enough people. Right. If you do get run out here, he tries to block you. Good. You can help on the run. Go ahead. Throw the bubble. You're my guy. If you go out, I take you. If you go vertical, I take you. If you run anything under five yards, it's called a zero route which now everybody's passing routes, what's called a technique called catch, carry, and deliver, right? So he runs a zero route, in, in, in. Now my eyes go to him. 
Guess what, Jamal? We now have somebody in the flat. So let's say this guy runs a zero route, which is anything under five yards. He passes it off, and this guy runs to the flat. He just passed it off. It is now this guy, and I'll just draw it over so you guys can see. This guy is this guy's responsibility. So the F takes the linebacker. It doesn't work that well. All right. So the F takes the linebacker, right, on a zero route. Guess who's in the flat? So if he's gone, I still now have a flat player. I don't abandon anything. I have an RPO window covered. I have an RPO window covered. I have the flat. So you ask, okay, what does the linebacker have in pass coverage? The linebacker has hook curl, right, and he has hot to, hot to three. The reason why he has hot to three is because if you count it one, two, three, if this back comes out and I don't get his uh, end call, I now take the running back. Same thing over here. He has hook curl and he has hot to three. This guy has curl flat. This guy has curl flat. So you're asking, when do these guys play curl fast at your match? Any zero route, this guy now plays curl flat. If you get a zero route from him, it's called a slough technique. I slough off and I take anything vertical. So if this F decides to go vertical and this guy goes in, the rover will take him. And now I have somebody cover him because now when I, when I slough, I start to press it. So I still stay on top of this shoulder right here and watch anything vertical. This is how you fix USC's defense. You need the numbers. That's exactly how you do it. So that's where they can approve, Ryan. Sorry if I took too there much you. time. So no, that was elite analysis, Coach. I love that. Let good. me ask you this. So essentially, just to simplify it for, for some of our viewers, you're, you're essentially looking at a matchup zone with Bullock High and, and playing center field. And yes. that seems to work really well when you've got a balanced offense. But how do you see that defense playing out when I'm stacking guys on one side and I'm going one-on-one or I'm going five wide or, you know, I'm, I'm sort of getting out of a traditional, uh, you know, sort of four wide set, two on each side. So um, let's talk three by one, right? And three by one is, 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 the, is the best way I could help you guys out, right? So three by one, we now bring the strong safety over. We bring this guy over. We bring this guy here. This guy is still here. We'll move the front. So this the strength is now over here, so we'll have a one tech. So technically, I now have what's called an exchange call, right? So on this side of the defense, these two guys are going to talk. The defense end and the defense alignment are going to talk, and they're going to say exchange, exchange. For any RPO, any type of read, this guy is now playing the window. He still has to protect the run just in case they hand it off. Now, what exchange means is you could just go and crash. This guy could right now just go and crash, and I will take the edge. Now, as far as taking the edge, his first, his first step is he'll step forward, and then he'll move back here. Right. If he sees any type of pass, if he sees run, he could go attack it. He'll move forward. If he sees RPO, he moves back here just like that to, to cloud the window. If quarterback keep it, I want to go meet him right here at the edge of the line of scrimmage. Now it's Jimmy's versus Joe's. If he's good enough, he could do it. Right. Kalen Bullock, this is where you start. to. These two have to talk. Right. He could say, hey, lock, lock, lock. The corner says lock, lock, lock. That means I'm on the island. I think I'm good enough to take it or. They could say, look, this dude's pretty good. Let's work on lean. I have the numbers over here. I have four on three over here. If they want to go four out, I have four on four over here. I'm not really worried. And then I could do other scheme stuff, right? I could 
cloud him, sit him in the flats, and I could drop him over the top to help. That's a scheme. That's called cover three cloud. That's something you could do. But for the most part now, he has the third. He's now has hook curl. He's now the curl flat guy. He's still a hook player, right? Nothing changes. Everything vertical and out, right? So if they want to run this bubble play still, I still have the numbers, right? He has an out route. If he tries to go block him, hey, in and in, this guy still becomes a flat. Back to this. Hey, I'm going to tell him lean. I'm leaning. My first reaction is I need to protect this side of the field, right? You got to remember this guy staying on top. So we want to keep this guy inside the numbers and the hash. The technique is I'm staying on top and I want to keep this guy in the numbers and hash. Okay, say something does happen and he squeezes a little bit. That's fine. I still need him to cheat because I still have guys over here that's vertical and out, right? I still have the numbers over here that helps. Now, it does get a little dicey in three by one, and I understand. That's why you start going cloud. You start helping over the top with things like that. But out of base, I'm still okay. I still have the numbers. I still have my six-man box, and I still have a guy on a guy and a half or a hat. If they want to bring four out, bam, I got hot to four. This guy now becomes a hot to two player, one, two. He can still do that. Now, empty, you, you're killing me, Jamal, empty. Empty becomes a game plan thing, right? So Yeah, yeah. Empty, you could do it one or two ways. You could sit back and what I call rain, rain or thunder. It's real simple. Rain is zone. I show these guys here. I show this guy here. He draws back at the snap of the ball. He draws back at the snap of the ball. This guy plays over this hash. This guy's a hook player. This guy's a flat player. <clears throat> this guy here becomes a uh this guy here becomes a hook player. This guy ends up playing man. You normally do this with your best DB. Rain is zone. Thunder, zero it up. You don't have enough to block me, and I do not want you to run quarterback mm. draw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to run quarterback draw. It's man it. on man. You know what I mean? So it, it, I so if I go thunder, that's just how you do it. If you do five, if you do four to a side, like you're talking about like this, and excuse my line, I, I just don't want to have time to edit it. This is a game plan thing. For me, this is a game plan thing, and I have to figure out what's the best way possible because it's still empty. So I could def technically I could bring this guy back to the box, or I could put this guy up high again, and I mm -hmm. tell him, "Hey, now you lean to the strength." One of these guys can't run a route, so now I have four on. I have four on three. You get yep. what I'm saying? And this guy's back here. If I have a good enough guy, what I would tell this guy to do is I will move this guy over to a four. And I take this linebacker and put him out here and show it like this. I'll slide him into that hole. And I tell him, go right now. As soon as the ball is like, I don't care. Go right now. And I want you to get in that window to cloud the shot. Right? I just need you to muddy the water. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Is is there a and this last question? We can wrap this up. Is there a world where you look at I, I it's crazy compared to where it was last year. I feel like USC's strength is actually in their linebacking core. They just, you know, obviously they only have a two man linebacking rotation with the scheme they use, but you have guys like Shane Lee, who, you know, is, is deficient in other areas, but great against run defense. You have Rayshon Davis, who I think has played great. And then you also have Eric Gentry, who if fully healthy should be a starter on this team. Is there a world Fred where you think they, they should play three backers instead of just two backers? No, or, if you if the only world where you play three backers is if they show up in I formation and two tight ends. 
Yeah. <laughs> they show up in I-formation. Which isn't happening in the Pac-12. Which isn't happening yeah. in the Pac-12. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? They show up in I-formation with a tight end. Yeah, bring in three backers, right? And I, and if we have more time, I could show you how I'll line it up. I bring the strong safety into the box with a tight end. You bring in a back, I'm bringing the strong safety into the box, right? Because now I have two backs and you just created uh, uh, a six-man box. I need one more. I need to create a seven-man box, right? So it helps out the middle backer. And I always want to be plus one in the pass game and the run game. So I have to tell myself what I become plus one with. So everybody asks, what are you willing to give up? I'll give up any mesh because I could rally and tackle to a mesh, right? I have enough guys there to rally and tackle to the mesh. Alex Grinch problem is he wants to give up the flat. Oh, we'll rally and tackle to the flat, but he doesn't give the numbers in the flat. You have one on two in the flat. So you want to rally and tackle, that guy gets blocked. And that happens. It's football. He gets blocked. We're off to the races. So that's the problem. That's how I will fix it. You know what I mean? So it takes a lot of work, and there's a lot of stuff that I left out because I don't want people to steal my stuff and be like, oh, I have this great defense. There's a lot of – I, I strategically did it. So there you go. Oh, well done. Well done, well done Coach. Jen is, I hope Jen is listening tonight so she can maybe get some personnel changes. <laughs> On that staff, well, you know, baby. so coach, what's what's interesting, and just to kind of summarize, I think for 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 our viewers, essentially the Grinch defense today is a five man box, so it's light, yes. and it's two high safety. So you got five in the box, you got two high safety, and then essentially four guys combination of backers and corners that are basically playing a matchup zone, and what that is causing is you're deficient in terms of numbers on either side of the field or both sides of the field, and at best, you're neutral in the run game. So you're either neutral or deficient in any situation. What you are suggesting is a six-man box, just have Kalen Bullock be center field, and now that opens you up. You still have the same four that are playing the matchup zone, but because you have the extra man in the box, your proximity becomes your friend, strong side, weak side, and now you have advantages on either side of the field from a number standpoint as well as in the run game given that proximity. So that that makes a ton of sense there, and, and hopefully our viewers will really enjoy that. Yeah, that was actually a request by one of our viewers, and I told him that I would do it today. So definitely. Uh, I don't want you guys to miss your turn. Jamal, what, what would you like to see changed? No, uh, you know, Fred, I'm, I'm not going to sort of piggyback more. I, I had some thoughts on the defense that were much less refined than what you just said. So I want to basically, you know, sort of respect that. But the one thing I will say uh, just a little bit earlier on the scheme versus player situation, it absolutely is scheme. And, and obviously we've sort of proven that empirically. But when you just go back to the last five years of Alex Grinch from 2018 to now, this team just is very reflective of those Oklahoma teams that were putting up tons of points on the board. And then when they ran into quality competition, whether that was in a Big 12 championship game, whether that was in a Bedlam, whether that was in a CFE, they got absolutely shredded. And so it's different players. It's a different coast. It's different logos, but it's the same scheme. And that, to me, is the concern moving forward. And the second thing, Ryan, is I think the what really sort of concerns me about this particular loss is it goes totally counter to the team's philosophy all offseason, which was the longer the game went, the better we got. And here it was 34 to 7 with two minutes to go until halftime. 
And the last 32 minutes of the game, this team got outscored 34-14. So scheme is a problem, but also the messaging seems to not be adding up with what they're trying to intend for. So I'm going to kind of give a little bit more of a qualitative take there to to Fred's X's and O's, but it's absolutely scheme, especially when you look at the quality of players on the field. Miss Davis Price. Can't even take credit for this comment. Someone just texted me, former player, name anonymous, more fight, better defense, high energy flying to the ball. Lincoln Can is you put great. it in the comments who sent it? Just write it to us. Write Lincoln to us is great, it. but he's soft, no discipline. Our defensive coordinator, colorful words. They used to give up 30 points a game at OU, and the same colorful words is happening here. Honestly, Lincoln should have fired him and hired a big name SC guy when he brought himself to SC. So I was, I, I, that's, mm. I mean, but that I've been saying that from your, your girl, Jen, there's something special about USC and why it is special. Right. And I don't know Grinch. And when you put yourself in these positions to be criticized, when you go on national TV and you want to be a nationally ranked team and win Rose Bowls and all types of fancy things, you got to be prepared for this. My other question is, but I'm kind of digressing you're explaining this, right? Why is it, why why aren't these solutions and changings happening? Like, why aren't these things being implemented? And this is so, what I'm these are some new codes that you got to go get. And you know what I'm saying? This is readily available. This is the it, University of Southern California. This is not right. Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, I I know this. I, the same raggedy stuff here, and it was about to happen. That's like, um, that's like walking to USC with a fake Louis Vuitton sitting down in Marshall business class and sitting next to a girl with a real Louis Vuitton. You're going to get your feelings hurt real quick. True stories, okay? I was about to say, so is, is, that, is that Louis past Vuitton. experience? Is that past <laughs> no, experience? Man, we have, shh, man, we, well, I just want to stop. And, and I, I, I will hold on, Candace. Hold on, Candace. Okay. The reason why they can't fix it, they could, if they were to fix it now, and I want everybody to understand this, if they were to fix it now, they could only fix it on a basic level at this point in the season to go and change the whole defense right now will cause more chaos this is something that they could only fix on a basic level so what i showed today they need to tackle what you're saying let's just worry about tackle no 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 no. let me finish Uh, what i showed today (laughs) yeah they need to tackle too but what i showed today is all they could do they could just run the very base defense out of this now they could progress as the season goes on I start running fire zones and all that stuff that I really didn't get into and start clouding it and everything. But they it's they could only be very basic because they won't be able to get the reps because all camp, they got hundreds of reps running this garbage that they're running. So that's why they, they are unable to fix it now. Well, well, it's, 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 it's actually interesting. The one point I want to bring up about the tackling, because I think there's sort of an interesting nuance there. Uh, again, 18 missed tackles, 18 missed tackles last week. But I think sometimes the missed tackles is a little bit of a misleading stat because how many of those 18 are 50-50 where I'm I'm in position where I'm balanced and the offensive player is balanced. I think what Fred is alluding to here is, look, it's an imbalanced defense. So when I'm leaning over, I got to cover all this space. I'm in a very compromised position when the offensive player is coming. So even though I get my hands around him, it really wasn't a 50-50 opportunity. It really was an 80-20 advantage to the offensive player. And yes, I, I got a hand on him. I got, I got something on him. But that goes down as a missed tackle. But it's also not necessarily a true, hey, hat on hat. It, it wasn't true Jimmy versus Joe. 
you know, it was it was Jimmy versus somebody else, a no name. Thank you for providing that perspective. That's important. Because you're uh, right, the stats can be misleading, especially when you're everyone's on high energy and being critical. Yeah, you're right. Um, so Colorado's in the books. We're done. Moving on to Arizona, and I hope Arizona's injuries, I hope he stays injured because I don't think he played last week. <laughs> he needs to stay injured because oh last This last is already year, getting off to a bad karmic start this week. <laughs> last year he gave us some trouble, but he's good, though. All the quarterbacks we're going to see for the rest of the year are very good. So um, I shouldn't say that. We got to play Arizona. It's in the Coliseum. It's family weekend. So we're moving on to Arizona. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. Guys, I thank you. For all your time, we went a bit a little bit long today, and that's okay. Sometimes we're going to do that. We appreciate all your comments and all your support and all your interaction. The only thing I will say is when you comment and interact, please be respectful. That's all I ask. If you guys don't like what we're saying, we 100% respect that and we will respond to you and we respond to you in a respectful way. And we love that. That's what makes us better as podcasters and most makes us better as a network. But just be respectful about it. That's all I ask. Be respectful to everybody on this podcast, no matter race, sex, religion, origin, or anything. Just be respectful. If you disagree with what we're saying, you can say, I 100% disagree, blah, 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 and we appreciate that. Just be respectful. Also, I want to let you guys know, if you want to save money on your grocery bill, drink AG Green, go to drink AG Green, <laughs> go to drink AG1, backslash salute. DrinkAG1.com backslash salute to Troy.com and you will get five free pack of five free travel packs. And if we're an of you're immune, okay. you're so excited about it. I know, I know how you feel. I'm we trying to get them all in. And, you, get you get go to drinkag1.com backslash salute to Troy. You get five free travel packs and a year's worth of immunity bonus. Also, Salute to Troy is brought to you by Stone Brewery. Go to your local retailer and get you Fight On Pale Ale. That's all. I, I got it done. Guys, I, <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I This was a long one, but we needed to have this one. This was our come to Jesus talk, and we needed our come to Jesus moment. Hopefully, we don't have to do it again. Like I said, fans, we thank you guys for participating. We thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys watch the whole thing. It's really good. And I don't want you to miss my segment because I think I did a good job. Uh, <laughs> myself on the back. Hey guys, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys Thursday. Prep for Arizona. I appreciate it. This has been the Bet Online Salute to Troy podcast. Thank you guys for joining. Live free, fight on. There you go.